Welcome to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah, and, and this is Joe. Joe, Joey, Joe. We're the people that rock the novelty teas for you. <laughs> Why have fashion when you can have novelty yeah. teas? It makes life so so much easier. Here's the thing: you could be wearing the most fashion-conscious top ever, mm -hmm. and nobody will say a word to you. But you wear the Spice Girls, right. and complete strangers will walk up to you, and like the Secretary of State. I've been here for two hours as well, and the whole time I've been admiring your shirt. Sexy. Yes. I like they were hitting on you. And may I say, I didn't think about this, but I just saw a video about Bob Ross where I realized he was really like in the forefront of these ASMR videos. Like you have all these people <laughs> that are making crazy money, whisper talking, brushing hair, and like yeah. tapping their fingernails. Uh, and this painting bastard was way right? ahead of the trend. And like, let's just talk about happy little trees. Yeah. Just yeah. gotta put a mountain right here. Mm -hmm. Just right there. Oh, so great. Just tap it in. <laughs> I didn't even think about it until now. But I do have a friend who, um, every day when he would get home from work, and because mm -hmm. we worked in radio, he'd get home in the middle of the day. Right. And um, so he would want to take a nap, but he was kind of, he still had work on his brain. Mm -hmm. He would just pop in the uh, the DVD of Bob Ross, <laughs> Z, out like a light. Wow. You don't need Ambien. You just need Bob Ross. When you do morning radio, though, you don't need any help. Well, right, because <laughs> you, know? you wake up early and then you, you pretty much want to go straight there back to There were times I couldn't even make it to my car. It's like, oh, look, there's an empty <laughs> office. Just oh, the conference room isn't booked? I'll book it now. <laughs> Joe Santos, three-hour meeting. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> you could stand to that right. Yeah, Joe, um, there's like, um, Einstein's here. They've got like a dozen bagels for your meeting. Yeah, yeah, bring them in. Bring them in. Close the door. You're like, no, no, carbs, <laughs> nappy nap. Oh, life. Yes. Well, I bet you're awake with this news. Oh, I perked Holy up. Holy uh -huh. mackerel. Uh -huh. Are you kidding me? We are one step uh -huh. closer to getting Steve Eiserman back in Detroit. Now, you know, I want it to happen so badly, but I really don't want to jinx it. So it's right. like, I don't, you know, like when people right. say one step closer, like, no, 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 don't, no, no. Yeah. So the Tampa Bay Lightning announced that general manager Steve Eisman is stepping down from his position with the team. Right. He has one year left on his contract. Mm -hmm. Here's the tricky math, though. Ken Holland was just given a two-year extension. Right. Those don't line up. Yeah. So here's here's what I think. I, you know, we love Ken Holland. You know, he has taken the wings to the promised land. But if the Red Wings were um, a Klingon bird of prey uh, sure. and, and Ken Holland was the captain, yeah. Steve Eiserman could challenge him to a death match oh. with Batleths. Yes. And then the winner would, would be the captain of the ship. Okay. Yes. So... I say Trekkies, <laughs> go to Little Caesars Arena, get the man a bat left. Explain it to them. Yes. And then get, get a them... lobster tail and put it on foreheads. Right. And you're good. Right. Yep. That is actually what it looks like. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Oh, yeah. 100% Oh, yeah. Like Klingon said they have crustaceans on their foreheads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I would feel bad if at the one-year point when Iserman's contract runs out, people are like, let's, can Holland go? Like, we don't need him for that extra right. year. Just like, psh, boom. Well, you know, in, especially in the post-salary cap era, I think that um, Ken Holland has kind of run his course. And I think a lot really? of other Wings fans feel this. David? Oh. David? Yeah, unfortunately, I do have yeah. to just sort of, I don't, I don't, I'm not 
confident in Ken Holland's ability anymore. So you don't want him to stick around for another two years? No. No. I mean, he can stick for another two years. I understand probably why it's going to happen that way. Mm -hmm. He does have to bring on Steve Eisenman as sort of like an advisory kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, here's the thing. There is an extra office available at Little Caesars Arena. Shelly. Yeah, all you have to do is peel off the Chris C <laughs> on the front. Peel off that razor blade scraping at yep. it. Like, Put we're going to be ready there. for you within a year. We'll get this name off of this door. Yeah, you're going to get have it hand done. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Iserman, long name, lots of consonants. <laughs> Take your time. Are I want to sure see it happen. Um, yeah, no, God, geez, I mean, people were losing mm. their mind on Twitter, like, it's happening! But I you're, know for you, you're like, shut up, well, shut up, shut up. You you know my connection to the paranormal, right? Yes. Here's my theory as to what's yes, happening. Yes, you could okay. pretty much call him Ghost Boy. Um, Mr. I has, uh, has oh. possessed people to move around. And so he's in Steve Eiserman's body right now. That's creepy. And then he's going to jump over to Ken Holland's body after all the moves... <laughs> It's like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, truth be told. If um, they do pottery together. <laughs> they'll be. Is it just the hands? Eyes are men coming around. Yeah, we're, we're making our own ceramic Stanley Cup. It's beautiful. Please come back. Um, Steve Eiserman has basically said he wanted to be by family. And yes. some people don't know that he still has a home here. Okay. His children are based out of here. That counts it's, as family. It's an easy... So when he says he wants to be closer to family... Right. And the wings are his second family. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. he started when he was 20? I 19? think it was 19. Yeah. Yeah, he was still a teenager when he started with the wings. See, and it was, is... honestly, it was one of the most impressive hockey haircuts I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Oh, right. Like, when he first... That was, a, that was a hard line down the middle. This is how you know this is all meant to be, Okay. A 19-year-old Canadian leaves Canada yeah. where you have to be 21 to drink. And back in the day, the beer was arguably water in the U.S. compared to Canada. Right. You could drink in Canada. Mm. Can't drink, but came yep. here anyway. He came here anyway. Because he See? wanted to be a hulky star. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure, eh? Oh, yeah. And actually, the, uh, there was another wing story that came out that was pretty cute. The guys were on their way up to training camp. Mm-hmm. And they decided to do a little diversion, a little quick stop in mm. Ann Arbor to hang out with a bunch of firefighters. Mm -hmm. So you had Dylan Larkin in there, um, Anthony Mantha, Tyler Bertuzzi, and a whole bunch of firefighters. And they kind of, they did like a obstacle course test sort mm. of thing. So yes. three of the things that they had to do were firefighter training related, like pulling a hose the fastest across the floor, mm. pulling a body across the floor. And then um, hitting a tire a certain amount of times, I think, mm -hmm. with, a, with an axe or something. Um, but then the final bit in the obstacle course. Pulling a cat out of a tree. No. Oh. No, that's like only if there's a tiebreaker and it's like extra Oh, force. You can just see like Dylan Larkin's like, yeah, I thought being a pro hockey player would get me a lot of. Oh, oh well, yeah, it's in a tree. Yeah. makes it more difficult. Yes. doesn't mean it can't have it. <laughs> um, no, they had to um, hit in all four corners of the net. Hmm. And as you would imagine, the Red Wings were slower in their time overall for doing all of the obstacles. Mm -hmm. But then the firefighters got penalized some seconds because they didn't hit any of their shots uh, at the end. Uh, so. Yeah, but if I were a firefighter, I'd be like, okay, hockey players, uh, there's an old woman that's choking on her own vomit. Give her mouth to mouth, right? What? What? We know Don't CPR. Come, yeah, <laughs> Don't come at me, bro. Me, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would firefighters be 
be the joke come at yeah. me, bro, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's somewhere out there, there's got to be, like, it's probably in Jersey, right? Well, there's, sure. a, there's a fire battalion that's all, like, douchebags. <laughs> you know? They're all fist pumping. It's like, yeah, you oh, know. The, um, the truck pulls up playing dubstep. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's got Nia. It's, it's got fluorescent lights underneath it. T-shirt time. Yeah. Oh, my hey, God. It's like they got Hurley shirts oh, on. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I just thought it was cute and awesome that uh, the NR for Fire Department mm. was like, come on in, let's do this. And they all wanted to play before they go to train to be probably not so good this season. But mm. I, who's, who knows? They could get it together. But I think Dylan Larkin is the future. Let's, you know, we should just do this whole show about, about the wings today. Oh, the wings? Well, yeah. No. So we can, you know, and if, if the actual hockey team, you know, gets along in the tooth with us because we do offer the hard-hitting sports coverage, uh, we, do. we can move we on do. to Paul McCartney in the wings, or That's we can talk, uh, you know, about KFC wings. There's so Delicious. many wings we can talk about. Yes, um, but actually, we're going to move on and talk about a Travel Channel host, mm. Andrew Zimmern, who does. Um, what is it? The bizarre foods, the uh, gross foods, strange the, foods. The I would um, never eat this in a million years foods. Come on, I dare you, eat it. <laughs> is this a hey, bug? And this in your week mouth? we're going back to Asia. Let's <laughs> yeah, go back to Asia again. Shocker! Like everything we eat is so strange, Andrew. Oh God! I'm gonna eat an unfermented duck egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to admit that one. Oh, dude, it's that. That is strange, right? That's like that's like the Food Channel equivalent of just like your run-of-the-mill Polak jokes. You know what I mean? Wow. Yes, I said that. <laughs> we are having you know? a, we are having a day. You did get some sleep. I've got like tears. Orchard Lake was here. a parking lot this Woo! morning. When Joe gets stressed. <sighs> So he has been spotted in and around Detroit. They saw him at Eastern Market. They saw him at Louis Pizza in Hazel Park. I've never been. Mm. Have you heard of it? No. No? Uh, I would assume they have amazing pizza if they're going to shoot a show there. I'm guessing they do a two-for-one called the Louis Louis. Louis Louis. Go on. Eastern Market, American Coney Island, um, and Lady of the House in Corktown. So they're thinking that he has a show called the Zimmern List where he lists his favorite places to eat in mm. each city. Right. So they think that's what he's shooting right now, and uh, those are the places that make his list. Yeah, cool. Why not? Do it. Yeah. At least he hit Corktown once. You know what? More and more shows are coming to Detroit to film about the food scene, which is very cool, because the food scene is on fire, right. which right. is amazing. Well, first there's the food scene, and then mm -hmm. they're going to have the food new dance show. Yay! I love it. Um, we kind of laughed and made fun of the Oscars because they had a mm. very obvious, like, come over here, watch our show. We're going to put in the most popular movie category. Mm. And everyone was like, this is the dumbest thing you've ever seen. Right. But they, they were kind of making it seem like, yeah, you know, movies like uh, uh, Black Panther, that would be a perfect category for them. Making it seem like your movie's cute. It's not yeah. worth all of these other kinds of Oscars, mm -hmm. but we're gonna make a little special category for you and your popular movie over yeah. there. Yeah, this is like at a wedding when the best man has a little bit too much to drink and he won't give up the mic after his speech. <laughs> yeah. And I wanna thank over there at that back table, we have the best wedding planner and photographer <laughs> and DJ right there. You guys back there, table 15. Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> 
So the Oscar committee was drunk, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Look, we got to do something or we won't bring home a bridesmaid. Pretty What's going much. on? And so um, the people with Black Panther were like, well, we're going to put up a whole bunch of middle fingers to you because mm. we are submitting not just for what you think we could win, best costume design. Mm. We're going in for best picture. Mm-hmm. We are submitting for Best Director, Ryan Coogler. We are mm-hmm. putting up for Best Actor, Chadwick Boseman. Best Supporting Actor, <clears throat> they put in practically like every dude in the movie. Like, they're a guy on the left. Like, he's also up for Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actor. They have pretty much all the main ladies, Best Supporting Actor and Actress. And then they went for Best Cinematography and even Best Song. They're like, why not? Yeah. F it. We're going to throw that in there, too. And, you know, and while you're at it, go for Best Body Modifications. Yes. Right? Tons of them in that movie. Best Waterfall fright, Fight Scene. I would say um, so. Is there a better one? Um, No. But, I mean, I think I this will spawn a whole bunch of indie films based on fighting in waterfalls. <laughs> Maybe TLC will make a cameo in one oh, of them. Who knows? R.I.P. Left Eye. Um, but yeah, they, you know, Black Panther's like, don't discount our movie as though it's not worthy of right. these other awards. Like, if you really want to include movies that also happen to do well at the box office, then include the movies and not just like, we're going to give you a little something, something on the side. Not with yeah. the big boys, but a little something. Exactly. You know, it's just placating the pop culture crowd, and, like us, right? You know? I mean, let's face it, the Oscars are boring. Like, come they on. Can. Every once in a while, somebody has an interesting speech or right. somebody goes rogue or does something. Right. And they've tried. And, you know, you have your, what, like Billy Crystal hosting it and doing Oh, the, so edgy. Not edgy, but like doing the big thing in the oh, beginning with him and, and I'm in the movie and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they try and put a little bit of humor. But it's when you get to hour two and three where you're like, wasn't it possible right. to wrap this up? a lot faster right. do we have to see um contemporary dance pieces for best song nominations right right no, we don't no i you know they i think they play the wrong people off yes like you know for best you know best actor supporting actress uh yada best picture let them go let right. them say their thank yous but you know when it's like you know best foreign short documentary best you don't need overdub in zimbabwe <laughs> okay you play them off. Say, thanks, Mom. Boom, they're done. Get them out of there. I think they did say, though, that they were going to try and make it shorter and that some people they would film during the commercial breaks. So I think that's right. where those are going to go. It's still going to be terrible. <laughs> it's still going to be way, it's way, way like, too oh, long. wait, wait, wait. Kids, gather around the TV. Best awkward silence in a foreign <laughs> boutique film. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Dad, thanks. I've been waiting all night. Thanks for letting me stay Ooh. up. Wow. Well... I didn't think I would ever say this before, Hmm. but I am going to say it. Uh Uh-oh. Are you? I am. Are you going to say it slowly in in an octave lower? (laughs) I don't know if I can, but I am hot for Alex Trebek, Mm. but only because he has a beard right now. Mm. I didn't think that he would, I mean, because I was not about that mustache. I mean, you were used to it for years and years and years. And right. people went crazy when he shaved his mustache. Uh-huh. I mean, you would have thought that he committed a major crime in the streets, but right. he just shaved his mustache. Yeah. People were very upset. PETA freaked out because they thought there was a caterpillar <laughs> that was abused really badly. That could have been a monarch. Off. Why did yes. you shave it? It wasn't even at the pupil stage yet. What the hell? But then you got used to him with, with no facial hair mm. or whatever. Well, they just started this next 
season mm -hmm. of um, Jeopardy on Monday, and out trot Santa Claus, and people are like, "What? Yeah, is the, huh? who the? Why are we? Uh huh. Where is this beard coming from? Yeah, and what? You know, you know what's gonna happen next week? He's mm. gonna have a breakaway a Botany 500 suit. That, <laughs> And he shows his guns will be shaved and oiled up. Yes. Stand there. Oh my. Watch God. how I pronounce Montreal. Major like. I'm going to say French and Spanish words the right way. <laughs> but only because I practiced many, many, many mm -hmm. times before the show. Um, yeah, I dig it. They're doing a poll now where you can vote to say beard or no beard. I say beard. Mm. Keep it. I'm digging it. Are you uh, on board for the facial hair train or no? Um, with the beard, I, I think it increases his credibility. He's very reminiscent. Because he of had my, no credibility. Prior. My my junior year um, Greek literature uh, professor. Yeah. You know. It's not quite like a full Kenny Rogers, but it's almost like goateeish because you can't really see the right. lower. The, in this picture, anyway, you can't see it. You know what? He just now he looks like he's having an affair with a grad student. <laughs> Every jacket he wears on the show has yeah. elbow patches. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, you know, the Donald Sutherland character in Animal House, you know? Sure, yes. Uh -huh. I don't know what it is, but I, I'm i legit kind of hot for Trebek with the beard. And wow. at no time was I attracted to him. So, so if, if you were, like, having a little something-something with him, would you go for a daily double? Aha! Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, you mentioned, just for a second, hmm. you mentioned... Paul McCartney and Wings earlier. Yes. We have a story about this, Paul McCartney. This ruined it for me. Right? <laughs> I. There are times when you should just walk away. Just don't do the interview. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like you need to share this piece yeah. of yourself with the world. I know that, that people say that they like authenticity from their stars. Mm -hmm. We did not need to know this. I did not want to know this. Mm -mm. I wish you hadn't told me. Yep. It is burned in my brain, and I am mm -hmm. grossed out. But we're going to talk about it next on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geekstainment Weekly on new radio media. Power. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Wild Lake. We've been in Wild Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. 
pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Back to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah here with Joe. Yes. And you can see stuff and nonsense that we talk about right. on Pop That Culture Detroit because it's a Facebook page mm. and we made it. Yeah. And there's videos and I whatnot. think social media will be the next big thing. Do you? Yeah. It'll catch it'll, on. It'll catch on the and kids will dig huge. It. Uh-huh. it might even affect our political discourse. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Look at you, future thinker. Mm. Nostradamus over yeah. here. I'm going to advise you on stocks pretty soon as well. <laughs> Actually, I wish you would because I feel like you probably do really well with stocks <laughs> and bonds. Yeah. Um, I don't know who is in Paul McCartney's life right now. I know he's got a lovely wife. She probably doesn't tell him what to do as yeah. far as projects. Well, you were, a, you were a freaking beetle, okay? Of course you're going to get the most lovely women in the world. Yes. Um, <laughs> Are you taking a deep breath? <laughs> this is really, this is honestly, this is, when I saw this, I, it was really difficult. To, okay, here's why. Do you, because Sarah was at my wedding. Yeah. What, do you remember what we walked up the aisle and then did the recessional to? I'm going to assume it's a Beatles song. The Beatles music. In My Life by the Beatles was oh, the song. Oh, beautiful. That, yes. Yeah. Because we were, because we were happy all our friends were there. Yeah. And then, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, Love is all you need was uh-huh. our, and none of you guys sang along. <laughs> Lame. So, yeah. So this really, my dad was a huge Beatles fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he toured Vietnam with these like really skinny Filipino dudes <laughs> yep. uh, playing Beatles covers uh-huh. because you know Filipinos are the kings of karaoke. Sure. Uh, a- according to um, Russell Peters, but uh, this to me just ruined my entire life i know so here sorry we're about to to ruin it for you but and i didn't read the full gq article so i don't know what led into this storytelling i don't know what took them down don't blame you gq articles are at least 100 pages long are they seriously super long articles (laughs) yes i i don't know it's a dude magazine yeah you remember interview magazine that was actually like the pullout section for gq you know Um, and he decided to share that at one point uh, they were over at John Lennon's abode at the time. La 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 la. And it was Paul McCartney. I cannot hear Sarah. And John Lennon and a couple other dudes, maybe like five dudes total. If you if you put Mick Jagger and David Bowie into this group, it'll just it'd destroy yeah. me. I'll vaporize right here. And they were all hanging out together, sitting in chairs. Lights were off, and they decided to uh, go to town on themselves. Like, how how does this happen? You're smoking a doob. It's like. Why don't we rub one out together? I mean, right? come on. I don't. Well, and then the other thing, too, is so one guy starts doing it. And instead of them saying, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. If it was you and your friends right. and somebody whips it out and starts wanking. Right. Aren't you hey, 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 hey. Come on. You You're know, like, it's, what are you? It's not that it. It's not that kind of, of party. What? Get out Prince of the isn't here. What's going on? Oh, my God. Stop it. You need a snack or a glass of uh, water? Go away. Yeah. But instead, they were like. Oh, that guy started it. We should all <clears throat> continue it. And then 
because it was a group activity at this point. They're all yelling out names of, of hot ladies and sexy ladies. And someone would be like, oh, Bridget Bardot, woo! And they're like, going to town, going to town, going to town. And then John Lennon was like, Winston Churchill. And they were like, oh, you ruined it. That no, sucked. Lennon goes, Yoko Ono. <laughs> Let's like, come back on. Boo! Yeah, no, exactly. I, no. No, I mean, that is legitimately the no. story, including uh, everything up to Winston Churchill, See, is the story that Paul McCartney decides to tell in a magazine for everyone to know forever. This changes the Beatles forever. Now it's like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band right. has a different meaning. How about we imagine no circle jerk going on? Please. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say that, but it's true. Uh, yeah, like you can't hear the song come together no. at, like, at all. Yeah. Without, that's just... That's yeah. upsetting. Oh, or come together over me. Hello. I don't mm -hmm. get why he thought no. this was. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be making that sound. I don't understand why he thought that would be a good idea right. for an interview ever. Or, you know, like all the puns that come out, like Abby Lode. Okay. I want to hold your hand. I mean. Yeah. Hmm. And then he just keeps going with other stories. Talks about how there was at one point where. Uh, George Harrison just lost his virginity and everyone's applauding him. He tells a story about how they all went to Vegas and their handler guy was like, oh yeah, you guys want some hookers? And Paul McCartney decides to say in GQ, I said, I don't want just one, I want two hookers. And that's as close as I got to having an orgy. Stop telling these stories, Paul McCartney. I don't want to know that you had sex with Wait, two stop. hookers. I, you know what? Let's let's sidebar this for a second. Please. I, I have a, and I'm opening this up to everyone in the room. I mean, why um, at this point? So at what point, how many people does it go from like a threesome? When you add people, at what point does it officially become a gangbang? No, no, no. Five. That's a totally different thing. Gangbangs and orgies totally different. We've gone over this before. I know, but like, but what, what time, at what point do you jump into the realm of, of orgy? Let's of say or, there. Like a full-blown orgy or gangbang. Five. Is it five? Five. Does it always have to be? Is there a rule book? Up, and once oh. you get to five, it's just then it's an orgy. So there's here. no like slang for five people all together. No, like quattro. No. Quintarama. <laughs> Bananarama, Quintarama. Right? There's no. Yeah. A, no. a penta, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, don't bring Satan into this. Jeez. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I, I, I like this does not throw him out the window here. Yeah. Or like if if it's six, do you, can you call it a sexagon? Yes. I mean, see, because at some point it becomes an orgy or a gangbang. I just don't know where because you can always classify everything at least until you get to nine, right? Yeah, you need to stop saying gangbang. Oh, okay. <laughs> just stop. And okay, we'll talk crew. About there's got to be a plug-in. Generate a one kilohertz test tone. Put it over every. <laughs> as soon as I say "guh," just just put it over it. Yeah. Just quit it. So anyway, um, <laughs> this is in the, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the NRM conference room, Paul's in the <laughs> Oh my God, where are we? All right, so <laughs> I I almost am afraid to go to the next story, but I will, which is that Norm Macdonald is talking about the Me Too movement and also mm. his good pals Roseanne Barr and Louis C.K. That is uh, Motley Crue. Yes. Mm. And I think Roseanne was not necessarily a fan of Louis C.K., but um, Norm MacDonald felt bad that his buddy Roseanne was crying, crying, crying every day after she lost her show and the whole scandal, mm. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, 
I haven't gone what you've gone through, so I can't fully understand and really relate to it on that same level. But right. I do know somebody who, for a different reason, but also feels like he's lost everything because of a scandal. Yeah. It's I'm, like he thought he was like one of the Beatles. Oh, God. So I'm going to give you a phone number. I'm going to have you and Louis C.K. call each other right. and commiserate in a way that no one else can because no one can understand mm. what you're going through. And apparently they had a great call and made each other feel better about their lives mm. and what exactly happened to them. But it was the thing, this was all in an interview um, for The Hollywood Reporter. Mm where um, Norm MacDonald also started talking about how the Me Too movement, he's happy that it slowed down a little bit. Um, it used to be 100 women can't be lying, and then it became one woman can't lie, and that became I believe all women. And then you're like, what? Like that Chris Hardwick guy, I really thought he got the blunt end of the stick there. Again, I would like to just stop people from doing interviews sometimes. Just right. don't, just yeah. quit, just don't. You're well, digging a hole. I think the funny Please. part is is that we don't hear from Norm MacDonald for how long. Right. And he and then, he, he starts trending based on this, like, what's going on? Yes. I mean, what, were, you know, Roseanne Barr and Louis C.K. like calling out other people's like, Kevin Spacey! <laughs> you know, like, I just, honest to God, so finally he came out and sort of tried to right the ship and mm. correct himself a little. And... Um, he said, Roseanne and Louis have both been very good friends of mine for many, many years. They both made terrible mistakes, and I would never defend their actions. Mm. If my words sounded like I was minimizing the pain that their victims feel to this day, I'm deeply sorry. So he had to apologize right. really quickly. Because at one point he said something like, you know, they lost everything in a day, and the victims never had to go through anything like that. And people were like, uh -uh. how about you yeah. shut that mouth? You know, how about from now on just people shouldn't make commentaries on this because there's no way to make a commentary that kind of diminishes the impact of this movement mm -hmm. without screwing it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's talk about something that has nothing to do with sex or sexual harassment mm. or gross things we didn't want to hear. So about I can't McCartney. say the G word anymore? Nope, don't. But what if it's a triple word score? You do it and I will throw something at your head. It's got to be like, a, like if you have those words, yeah. like all eight of those letters. I wonder what they would be worth. I'm, I mean, you know I don't, I'm not going to encourage you. I'm at least 20 right points, right, Dave? <laughs> Stop it. Quit it. At the very least. Yeah. Um, I mean, because if you get them and then you pick up, like they hit another, you know, group of letters. And nope. You got those, you got triple word scores, you nope. got triple letter scores. You got right. There's a lot of stuff you can get. So, at okay. least mm -mm. But if you get those tiles in a game of Scrabble, my guess is you should probably stop playing Scrabble, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sarah, go on. Uh, okay, so this one this was also a profile in a, in a magazine. You had a New Yorker profile mm. that they were doing about Mark Zuckerberg, Mr. Facebook. And they shared hey, who this... who is that? He doesn't look like Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Sorry. They wanted to share an anecdote about him that would sort of let you know what his personality mm. is really like. And so apparently he was traveling on a private plane, of course, mm. and he was with a friend's teenage daughter and they started to play Scrabble together. Okay. And she beat Mark Zuckerberg in a game of Scrabble. Okay. And he was so pissed that anyone, let alone a teenager, could beat him in a game of Scrabble that mm. he then 
made a program that he could use to look at his letters and figure out all of the words in the dictionary that Cheating. it could help him spell. Nope. Cheating. And then he, when they finally landed, he had only beaten this girl by a slight margin. Even with his, pro, his cheater program, he'd only beaten her by a little bit, but it was enough to make him feel like a man again that no, no. one can defeat him in the mm, game of no. Scrabble. You know what, Mr. Zuckerberg, if you'd like to be constructive, don't worry about the Scrabble game. Come up with a way that somebody that I've never really met before, but we're Facebook friends, I don't need to know what their birthday is on my iPhone because it pops up on my iCal. How about that? Hmm? Ooh. Yeah. You like that? Bitter. Somebody's wound no, up like, today. I, I had, this week alone, I had like three people come up that I've actually never met, that I've friended on Facebook. Yeah. And it's like, today is so-and-so's birthday. And I'm like, who the hell? Oh. Oh, they well, used you to know you don't have to wish them a happy birthday or do anything about no, it. No, but you know, just... in the realm of Facebook, it's mm -hmm. totally cool. I'll wish them a happy birthday all day long. But yeah. it's like you know, it's like oh well, I've uh, yeah, I got this is my grocery list, and oh yeah, uh, oh oh dentist appointment today. Oh, it's so and so's birthday. Who's this? Takes me out of the day. Oh, Joe. Ah, right. oh, Joe. But see, I know your birthday by heart. Do you? Yeah. We'll, it's, it's, we'll tell you what my birthday is when we get back on Pop That Culture, and then we're also going to talk about another upsetting story next. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Watching Pop That Culture, a show where we talk about weird news, stuff in pop culture, mm. things that amuse me and Joe, and things we probably <laughs> shouldn't be talking about. 
Yeah. This is a doozy today. I, I feel bad about this next one, too. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, I don't know what we were thinking. We're going to do it anyway. Um, there was supposed to be a big craft brew tour happening in Ohio. Mm. Oh, Ohio. Mm. And the, it was the inaugural Passport Brew Tour. And so there were a whole, 20 different breweries had signed on. They're like, this is great. Personal buy a ticket, and then they can tour around to as many of the breweries as they want to go to, and they'll all try, yeah. you know, all of our newest, best flavors, and this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, nothing bad could come out of what that. What could possibly yeah. go wrong? Absolutely. And it was organized by Akron's Lunar Cow Publishing and Visit Canton. So Not our Canton. No. Not, not the 275 corridor. No. No. So they thought, well, this is great. The visitor center and this marketing company, this, we're going to be totally fine. Well, the marketing company uh, went rogue, and they decided in order to promote the beer tour, they would share a meme about why beer is better than women. Mm. And it had a little picture of a lady with right. a circle and a red line going through it. And, and I mean, sort of similar to that, only sluttier. Um, and the, let's just share it. Let's just share a couple of the reasons, according to this meme, why beer is better than a lady. Shall mm. we, Joe? Yes. Frigid beer is a good beer. Mm. How beer. about beer never gets a headache? Beer never gets a oh. headache. Uh, you can share a beer with your friend. But why would you um, want to? <laughs> I couldn't share swim trunks with a friend. <laughs> Hey, can I borrow your board shorts? Yeah, you can have them. Don't give them back. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wine and dine beer. Uh, let's see. You always know you're the first one to pop a beer. That's upsetting. Mm. Um, and you can enjoy a beer every day of the month. And it just sort of goes mm. on from there. Right. About how easily beer goes down. And Here's the funny thing. I first saw this list mm -hmm. about 20 years ago. Is it that old? It was Xeroxed. And Xeroxed, and it was one of those things where one day I come home and my stepdad had pinned something new to the bulletin board. <laughs> oh, he's dirty joke guy. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is all hysterical. Woo! Wee! Um, yeah, so. So all of the, all but two, I think, of the breweries that were supposed to be on this tour were like, well, thank you for your Spencer's gift misogyny humor. <laughs> But we'll pass on being associated Hold with... Hold on, stop. Thank you. Go ahead. So they all dropped out. And this, uh, this lunar cow marketing company was like, no, 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 we're sorry. And it was somebody that we outsourced and we didn't do it. And we didn't know that they did it. Right. We're sorry we didn't check. And like, we like ladies. And then they started, you know, connecting on this website for this big beer tour, like articles to things about how there are now lady brewers who are working in the breweries <laughs> and they're amazing and like chicks Just are cool. Stop. And, yeah. Quit while you're ahead. They apologized like five different times and all uh, the other breweries were like, no, it's over. Just Refund stop. all the tickets and they yeah, probably not... are going to make a ton of money off yeah. of it. And some ding dong posts a, a misogynist meme. This is going to be funny. Here's what really kills me about that. is like anybody that knows anything about beer other than just sitting there and drinking it and being right. stupid, which I know plenty of. Mm -hmm. um, one of the biggest things, um, the opportunity that craft brewers have is attracting 
new demographics into the beer world, which mm -hmm. is, you know, I had somebody who's like, oh, I'm, I don't want to go to one of those craft breweries because it's just going to be a bunch of bros with their Greek letters and their hats turned backwards. It's like, it's no. not like that anymore. You go to a craft brewery, especially the better ones, mm -hmm. and there are just as many women yep. of all ages and just as many men of all ages as each other. And mm -hmm. so, there really is no room to do this, especially in this industry, because that's how it has the ability to grow. Right. That being said, Ohioans that want to come drink a beer, <laughs> come on up here. We got Bells, we got Founders, we got Griffin's Claw, we got Coonins, we got Shorts. We got a whole bunch of good stuff in Michigan. Duck to the hand. Joe, I think we should have a Joe Pup tour. Do I have to drive? No. Okay. No, we will get a we we'll will get, get a, a party bus. Yeah, we should and have a, yeah, a, brew pub. a little brew a little brew tour. Yeah. Call it pub that crawl. Oh my god! Yes, David, David, like I said, you complete me, David. David. I know, honestly, David, there, David, look, I'm doing there that. Is, there is a bromance and a connection yeah, between, I mean, is. I think he had you at hello. Yeah. You know how at the end of uh, Hancock, you find out that uh, Will Smith and um, Charlize uh, oh, Theron, yeah. they, were, they were married. Uh, right. It, like, I think that's what's happening <laughs> with David and me is like, you know, the universe keeps on having to reset itself because we keep on coming so close to each other. And in this life, yes. they brought you together as two guys. But right. In previous but life, in a previous you life, were we were two chicks and it was so hot. No! Oh my God. Oh, of course it was. Oh, of course it was. Speaking of hot, kind of, we talked a little bit about this picture yesterday because mm -hmm. after Burt Reynolds passed, um, people were posting the famous photo of him from Cosmo Magazine where he's laying naked on yes. a bare skin rug. And Facebook has their zero tolerance policy with nudity, and so they banned the photos and took them down. And then when they realized that it was for the passing of Burt Reynolds, they were mm. like, no, no, it's cool, you can have it. So this is a clearly a beloved photo. <laughs> and I, I didn't see it coming with Alice in Chains, I'll have to tell you that right. much right now. But they, in tribute now, as in, before their shows, mm. up on the screen, the image that is up there, is their own little special remake of their Alice in Chains Dirt album cover. So right. that's what it used to look like, and that's what it looks like now. It's so Burt. remarkable. It's amazing. Burt. I mean, I'm not even talking about the Photoshop job. I'm talking about the fact that Alice in Chains is still touring. Oh, well, the 90s are kind of hot right now. Right. So. <laughs> I, but still, it blows yeah. me away that they're still, I mean, and I mean it in a good way. I don't, yeah. I'm not like busting on Alice in Chains. Aren't you? A little. No. I'm laughing with them, sir. Okay. I'm laughing Not with at them. them. Near them. Jerry Cantrell, right here, brother. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Now, this is cute and funny. This next thing can go either way, depending on how somebody takes it. Mm. But there is a, a new prank that people are doing, mostly on their younger and more gullible siblings. Mm. So for a while, the thing that was going around the internet was where you would try and fool your dog or your cat. Yes. Where you hold up a blanket and then you move out of the way and you drop the blanket and it freaks them out. And they're like, wh wh where did they go? Like, <laughs> yes. I don't understand. And so now the new prank is the invisibility prank, mm -hmm. which was sort of based off of a magician's trick where you put a blanket over your younger sibling, you say some magic words, and then when you take the blanket off, you and whoever's in on the prank with you pretends like, you can't see the person anymore. You're like, oh my God, I can't, what? And then the real trick of the trick is that you and the other person take a photo 
of the sitting empty chair. there, the empty chair, or like for instance, in this one that we're about to show you this version, they took a picture of this girl sitting on the bed with no one next to her pointing. And then they pretend to take a picture again when this, they do this thing with a sibling. And then when they show them the photo and he's not sitting on the bed, then he's like, maybe I really am <laughs> invisible. And it is messing kids up because they don't understand. Right. Is this, can they not see me? Is this real? So here is an example of the invisibility prank. Angie, okay, see. Chanel, Tybell, Chandra. <laughs> Look. Look. <laughs> Look. 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 You should always be suspect when one of the magic words in anything is Chanel. This has been a message brought to you by New Radio Media <laughs> and Pop Ed Culture. Brought to you by older brothers everywhere. Mm. Uh, yes. So I feel like this wouldn't work on anyone over the age of maybe 10. No. I think like it's a, it's a, a nine brother, and under. Yeah. If yeah. you've got a little brother or a little sister, do the invisibility prank because it right. is hours of entertainment. I think the sweet spot is probably six to eight. Okay. Um, and here's the reason why. Because, you know, all you parents out there, you know this one. You know why you play peekaboo with kids, right? Mm -hmm. Is you're supposed to teach permanence. It's the concept that just because you can't see, you it, can't see them, they're still there. Mm -hmm. Correct. And so this totally blows away that whole right. lesson of per oh, years of peekaboo get <laughs> obliterated. Turned to dust just like Thanos snapped his finger and said, no more peekaboo. So this actually became viral through, I believe it was a, a, a Netflix show mm. about magicians mm -hmm. where they got like whole group of like paid actors and just some, some unsuspecting person walking by to set up this trick. And then it just took off from there. So they did this on adults first. It started so. with adults. Yeah. Okay. But with adults, huh. they had... They had a whole group in on it to kind of try and fool right. it. So maybe that lent to the yeah. credibility. I don't know. I'm trying to give adults a free pass or here. Adults <laughs> or or we are, <laughs> we are dumb as rocks. Yeah. There was no collusion with those adults. No collusion. <laughs> um, this is really cute. So somebody posted about... Um, we had a lot of thrift store creativity going on lately. Mm. So we had the thrift store that people were loving and photos went viral because for every weird um, picture frame that they were selling, they had a picture of Jeff Goldblum. Right. And here's the follow-up. And the follow-up is um, there's a store where somebody went around and wrote really special descriptions <laughs> for all of these craptastic things that were being sold in the store. Um, for instance, the first one we have up would be The Rock, if we could have that one yeah. there. Fancy slice of rock that catches the sun just right. Only three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Yes. And then the next special item we have is crib for a really small baby. <laughs> <laughs> and they also had a Batman mask in there that said, 
you know, you can solve society's problems just by being rich and punching people. Absolutely. That's actually one of my favorites. Yeah, I this, love this that one. one. Yeah, there seems to be this, you know, amount of viral publicity happening for um, thrift shops, mm -hmm. which not even Macklemore could accomplish this. <laughs> Popping tags, right. not enough. You have to have amazing descriptions mm -hmm. on those tags when you're actually buying things. All right, when we come back, would you, Joe, would you like to feel fat and lazy? We have a couple. Feel? We have a couple of stories, but one That's is going to make. a loaded question. One is going to make all of us feel like a big, lazy tub of goo, and it has to do with Mark Wahlberg, and we'll tell you all about it next on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. You guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream like you want to live. came out before the staff here at NRM was born. Right. So Hot for Teacher uh -huh. was on Van Halen's 1984 album. Yeah. Thanks to Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Um, I realized that producer David was born in 1986. Oh. So he's two years younger than Jump, song? Hot for Teacher. Oh, my God. Um, what else? What else was in 1984? Well, 1984. Yeah. So, but he's not older than uh, the Sammy Hagar iteration of it. So everything on 5150 that he knows. Is, is about, you yeah. know. <laughs> the baby Einstein stuff, she just had that pumped into her belly. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But you were in there going, wait, is this Van Halen 5150 or is this a Crystal Pepsi commercial? <laughs> Holy crap, what's going on? 
Did you ever try Crystal Pepsi? It was terrible. It was gross, yeah. It was like the Zima of soda pop. It really was. Yeah. Actually, it might have even been Zima. Uh, who knows? We were drunk. <laughs> um, yes, this is a little late, but it's starting to go viral, this photo. Mm. Um, you know, for the first day of school, all the parents doing the pictures of their kids, holding up little signs, you know, their name and their school and their grade or whatever. And so this woman named Jennifer Lee decided that she would honor the fact that her husband is going in for his 1,080th day of teaching. Oh, and tip of the hat yeah. for that many days it's teaching. Hardcore, man. Yeah. Way to stick it out. Um, so she made him his own little back to school <laughs> sign. And he looks real happy about yeah. going back for his 1,080th day of teaching. His favorite color, gator orange. He's 32 years old. Uh, he loves football and chicken yeah. wings and can't believe his wife made him do it. Yeah, this, and this is minutes before he walked into work and saw the Drake bulletin board that they had worked on all summer. Oh, I was impressed with the Drake bulletin board mm. and the Nicki Minaj hall passes. <laughs> I liked them, or no, they were uh, Cardi B, sorry, Cardi B hall passes. It, I can't get that wrong because those two ladies no, like to fight. Yeah. We found that out. Um, and then I happened to see a story where I think it was just like a Mark Wahlberg where he answers people's questions, mm. you know, does like a live Q&A thing or whatever. Yeah. And, um, there was a whole FAQ about his schedule. Hmm. There is a reason that he is shredded and cut and mm -hmm. looks like a movie star in his movies. Because he's rich? And um, he gets up at 2 in the morning yeah oh that's not that's not human because I, I will you hear what do about you mean not you used to get up at 2 30 no, just I did so not you get up read at traffic and weather <laughs> I would not my get up at, goodness uh -uh. no sir 3 30 mm, no closer to four you got really? up earlier than I did 3 30 yeah yeah the worst uh, but you would hear about the rock doing like these three in the morning workouts mm -hmm. But I think Wahlberg's got him beat. So he put out a typical daily schedule, and it is a lot. Wakes up at 2.30, 2.45 prayer time, 3.15 a.m. breakfast, 3.40 to 5.15 workout, 5.30 post-workout meal, 6 a.m. shower, then he plays golf, then he has a snack. Oh, and 7.45, takes a whole bunch of ground beef and shapes them into Wahlburgers. <laughs> yes, he's got to mm, help his brother delicious. out. Um, at 9.30 a.m., he goes to the cryo chamber recovery. He said that's how he has no inflammation in the body from doing all this work. Wow, out. he's playing the cryo game, I see. <laughs> the cryo game. <laughs> he looks down. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's got the Dirk Diggler appliance <laughs> on. You know, you know what was on cable last night? That? Invincible was on. Oh. And, you know... It's basically Dirk Diggler playing football. Okay, I just wanted to well, say it. Well, listen, he's a man who likes to work hard, but doesn't have a lot of acting range. No, so. no, no, no. I, I know. I mean, in the best possible with like the styling, like the era it takes place oh, in, and his hair. His hair. It. This could be a sequel to Boogie Nights. Like, okay, so Dirk Diggler <laughs> loses. Didn't work it. Out, yeah. But after a while. Yeah. He's I like, oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna play pro ball. Eagles, here I come. Do it. Boom. Bam. There it is. Hey, watch the showers scene. <laughs> <laughs> so his schedule goes on and on throughout the day ad nauseum. He builds in, you know, a little bit of family time, a little bit of this time. But mm. what was crazy is he also fits in a second workout in the day. Wow. And then he goes to bed 
at 7.30, which, I mean, it makes sense you would have to shift it back because you're right. waking up at 2.30 in but the morning. But you're Mark Wahlberg. And you're going to Go bed party. at 7.30. Dude. What? Yeah. I mean, he went through hmm. his troubled teen stage, and he yeah. was a bit of a hellion, and I think he may have done some time I, You know what? I'll and bet you the rest of up. the Transformers cast stays up to <laughs> at least nine. Somebody, yes! There's, you know what? There's room there. Sacrifice a few hours of sleep, Marky Mark, and then start, you know, to go with Wahlburgers. You need to have a dessert shop focused around banana splits. You can call it the Funky Bunch. Oh! Bananas. Um, oh. Yeah, I just, that's, that is hardcore. And they said that, you know, with only some slight adjustments, this is his schedule, whether he's on the road or not, or doing movies or doing whatever. Yeah. 2.30 in the morning, wake up. He is working out by 3.40 a.m. Right. So, Works out again, mm-hmm. goes to bed at 7.30. So just as like the 25 or 26-year-old versions of us are rolling into Leo's Coney Island, yes. hammered, he's waking up. Exactly. I'm going to take on the day. How old is he? You know what? I didn't even actually. I think he's older than I think he is. And now, Oh, he's 47. So in order to look like that at age 47, you need to do some disciplined, crazy-ass right. stuff. Do you think he makes, like, grunts and gasps when he gets up off the sofa? No, like, like oh, oh, my knees, geez. my back, my arms. Oh, i got to walk up cryo stairs. chamber. Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know who doesn't make grunts and gasps when he gets behind the microphone? Springing his step at all times. Ah, Craig Folly. Craig Folly. You can't stop him. Yeah, he is a specimen, I'll tell you. Every time. Mm-mm. So two hours of Craig Folly up next, and then we will see you tomorrow in Pop That Culture. Oh